Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. And the award season continues. Good morning, Dean. Good morning. Yes, it does. With uh, two big award shows uh, yesterday, one way more credible than the others. That would be the BAFTA Awards, the British uh, equivalent of the Academy Awards. And uh, I think what happened at the BAFTAs yesterday is uh, going to be repeated at the Academy Awards because it sure seems to be the trend. Oppenheimer was the big winner. It took seven of the major category awards, including Best Film of the Year. Christopher Nolan was named Best Director of the Year. Killian Murphy won Best Lead Actor uh, in a movie. Best Supporting Actor went to Robert Downey Jr., uh, for Oppenheimer, I expect all of those to be repeated at the the Academy Awards on March uh, March tenth is the exact date on that. Um, Emma Stone won Best Actress uh, for her role in the movie Poor Things. I think that that's probably going to be repeated, and also the uh, uh, actress Divine Joy Randolph. Uh, was fantastic in the movie The Holdovers. Uh, She won Best Supporting Actress at the BAFTAs, and I'm guessing that uh, she is also going to be uh, repeated at the Academy Awards as well. One of the the night's big surprises was uh, a really emotional moment when they announced who was going to be presenting the award for Best Movie of the Year, you know, the big award of the night. And they announced Michael J. Fox, yeah. who they uh, he was in a wheelchair and they, they wheeled him out to the podium, gets out of the wheelchair, stands at the podium, uh, makes the presentation. But after a long, long, long standing ovation uh, for him, for the courage that uh, he has displayed with his battle with Parkinson's disease all these years, and especially all the money that he has raised for others who are uh, living with and fighting the disease. Now $2 billion Hmm. that Michael J. Fox uh, has raised. So that was uh, an emotional high point during that event last night. Uh, The award show that I think has uh, virtually no credibility (laughs) is the the, uh, People's Choice Awards. You know, that's what I thought, too, but I'm flipping around. And the stars show up for that, though, don't they? I, I, you know, I guess an award is an award, uh, I, I suppose, is <laughs> the way they look at it. But I don't know how you possibly could. Nothing against the people, uh, you know, in voting. But a very clearly, uh, fan bases went crazy voting for their uh, favorites uh, in this. It, it is not scientific in any way. It is not objective in any way. It's just... Whose fans have the most free time on their hands <laughs> to sit and vote over and over and over and over and over and over again? Yeah, who's I'm, got the best social media pack? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're somehow descendant from old Chicago politician families <laughs> whose uh, dead relatives were able to uh, vote that many times as well. Uh, the uh, the v- very credible winners for <laughs> movie of the year went to Barbie. Uh, Barbie and Ken themselves won Best uh, Male and Female uh, Movie Star of the Year. Uh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling 
on the TV category, uh, the uh, winner was Grey's Anatomy for TV show of the year. Comedy show went to Only Murders in the Building. Uh, Best drama of the year went to The Last of Us. Uh, I suspect that uh, Only Murders in the Building uh, was a winner because because, uh, Selena Gomez's fan base uh, got on their social media and they were Mm -hmm. voting like crazy for a favorite TV star of the year. Uh, only murders in the building. Never mind that little show, Succession. That's not a big deal <laughs> at all. Yeah, uh, the, the kids on social media aren't they thrilled with that program? Those Succession fans can't even keep up with uh, <laughs> the teenies boppers voting in this. And Pedro Pascal won the best male TV star of the year uh, for the the TV show, The Last of Us. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's see when the People's Choice Award for best critic goes to you. If you still make fun of them, I will. <laughs> I will, I will well, not, more than ever. Then probably, I will right? not. That'll that'll just prove my theory that it's how how bogus it is if I get picked for anything. Uh, what's uh, the weekend box office result? Uh, that was uh, kind of interesting this weekend because uh, everyone thought it was going to be this Marvel movie, Madam Web, even though it was critically panned. Everybody gave it a bad review, uh, and uh, oddly, people uh, listened to the critics for a change. Uh, because it was not even close to being the number one movie. That uh, honor went to the Bob Marley movie, Bob Marley One Love, which is uh, actually not a bad movie. It took in uh, $27 million for the opening weekend. Madam Webb came in uh, with about half that much in uh, second place. Dean Richards was at the theater. What did you see, Dean? I saw uh, the new production out at the Paramount Theater in Aurora, uh, which is Billy Elliot. This is uh, one of my favorite uh, musicals. Uh, it is, I, I've seen it on Broadway. I've seen it uh, when the touring company uh, came through downtown Chicago a couple of years ago. That's where I interviewed the guy who did the music for this show, uh, Mr. Elton John, Sir Elton John. And uh, now it has just opened at the Paramount in Aurora, this 10-time Tony Award-winning story about following your own path despite how the world may try to stop you. And the stars look down to see the justice and the right. And the stars look down and see the struggle. And the stars look down and know the pain. Solidarity, solidarity, solidarity forever. All for one and one for all. Solidarity forever. Yeah, that's uh, kind of the premise of uh, the whole story. Uh, Billy Elliot is a young boy who lives with his widowed father, his grandmother, and his brother. His father and uh, brother are coal miners, and they have uh, gone on strike. And it's a a dirty, blue-collar, you know, super macho, uh, small village in uh, the U.K., and uh, Billy, uh, you know, young boy, uh, is going to learn boxing, but he hates it, uh, and instead accidentally bumps into a ballet class, which he loves and has a natural ability for, and uh, kind of secretly, against his father's wishes, 
uh, learns ballet and uh, becomes quite accomplished. Uh, it's this story about, you know, no, no matter what the obstacles, what, you know, what the father was saying, what the brother was saying, what the world was thinking about a boy becoming a, a ballet dancer, uh, even though it's probably, you know, 10 times more physical than being a boxer. Mm. Uh, it, it's following your dream, following your heart, uh, doing, uh, you know, and following the gift that uh, you were given. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the story. But this story is so enhanced by the performances that they put on on the stage out at, at the Paramount Theater. They have two young actors who alternate uh, nights of performing because it's such a demanding role. Uh, the young man that I saw last night's name is Sam Duncan. And this kid is unbelievable. He is absolutely electric in what he is able to do uh, on stage. The entire cast really is uh, quite stunning. Uh, the the lighting and the staging add so much to what they do uh, in the show. Uh, and and most of all, just telling the story about being true to yourself, loving one another. Uh, and that will win out and conquer all, you know, being the moral of the story. I can't recommend the show enough. It was so good. Uh, it's going to be out at the Paramount until March 24th. Sounds like it's worth the trip to Aurora. Yeah. I know Tom Skilling was in our radio studio with you yesterday morning. Did he say, what was I thinking? I've reconsidered. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not retiring. Yeah, not a bit. Not, oh. one, not even one time. <laughs> not even remotely close to that. You know, it's been interesting. I know you've seen it uh, when we have A-list celebrities uh, come in. Uh, you know, there's a buzz around the mm-hmm. radio station. People that you never even knew worked at the radio station, <laughs> you know, suddenly are showing up uh, outside the the studio door they want to get a glimpse they want to get a picture they want to get a little something uh that was the case yesterday uh dave schwan i gotta say was uh he was you know like the ultimate tom skilling fanboy yesterday i've never seen him (laughs) in all the years that i've known him so fanboy like same with andy mazer same with everybody and why not because tom is so personable and so um you know caring having conversations with everybody every place that he goes uh, and he was so generous with his time he spent two hours with us on the air the, during which the whole time the phone lines were jammed the text line was jammed everybody wanted to wish him well tell a story have a reminiscence uh, here's a little of uh, what we talked about on the air I want to talk about what uh, what a what a day in the life of Tom Skilling has huh. been like for these past uh, forty five years. I sit in my bathrobe in my home weather office there, and I have four databases. I pull down uh, forty different uh, model forecasts and uh, record the temperatures that are being predicted and all the rest. And then you average across them. We call that ensembling. Uh, and then you look at uh, how that collection of models has fared recently. What the accuracy he's been, what the error rate has been, and you do a bias correction. You know, John Coleman used to say, this is Broadway for weathermen uh, here, and it really is. Um, This this city, I mean, our weather is fascinating around here, so anybody who has the privilege of being able to communicate that really has uh, quite an interesting 
uh, profession. You play a big part in uh, a lot of people's lives here in the Chicago area. Huh. And that, uh, like I said, I uh, I followed your career, and because of you, you taught me about weather. I lost my fear of storms. Happy birthday. Oh. We share the same birthday. Are you kidding? February 20th, huh? Yeah, so uh, tomorrow will be Tom's. He, he talks about this openly. I'm not telling any secrets. Tomorrow will be his 72nd birthday. Tom freaking skillet. <laughs> we, he, he discussed, he talked about where that came from, uh, the uh, the origin of the Tom freaking skillet story uh, as part of it all. You can hear the, the whole interview. Uh, and uh, I know two hours is a long time to sit and listen, but it's really interesting and really heartwarming. Uh, we have it posted up at WGNRadio.com. Uh, you can take a look uh, at that. Uh, and uh, it, it was just absolutely delightful, absolutely delightful to have uh, Tom in yesterday. As you pointed out when we were chatting about it last week, uh, anybody who stops Tom on the street or calls him and asks about weather, he always is very patient and happy to provide weather information. He's never bothered, and it it reminds me of when I worked at Channel 2 uh, back in the 80s, and our desks were in the newsroom. Uh, The broadcast was was done in the newsroom, and so my desk was like right next to John uh, Coughlin's, who did the weather, and uh, God bless him, uh, I would hear during the day uh, John answering the phone, and people would obviously be asking him for various forecasts, And, and, and this is all I'd hear all day would be this. The phone hanging up, like being slam, being slammed down, uh, you know. And you can understand that, but but Tom, I don't know where he gets the patience. He loves weather, doesn't he? He, he I, I mean, there's not a single iota of pretense behind any of it. It's all genuine. It's all real. I mean, I guess that's how he is so beloved and how he's lasted for 45 years. People, you know, can sense his uh, sincerity and his honesty. And I think that's also part of what makes the Tom freaking skilling a bit so funny it's where pat thomasulo pretended like he owned the company now and he was going to fire tom skilling and tom tom says to him you can't fire me you don't tom you don't own this place <laughs> yeah. you don't own this place you don't even own your own car <laughs> yeah it's so then, funny because it's so against his type. right right and then he's mad he chases him down the hallway <laughs> but then at the very end of it tom pretends to answer the uh, the phone that's ringing and he goes hello weather yeah it's going to rain what do you want me to do about it <laughs> slams yeah. the phone down <laughs> that was john coughlin uh, for the record by the way john coughlin world's nicest man yeah. i just want to point that out yeah. but you know to a point <laughs> right yeah <laughs> that, that was my experience as well he was a super nice guy appreciate it dean